Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi's Solicitors. Sell me some legal services, Michael Normanton. Bulls Probate and Conveyancing. All three of those. What yep. about some of the other good ones that you like? Uh, some of the, yeah. Yeah, some of the other ones you can do for your business. Like which ones? Personal ones. Yeah. Business and personal ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all those ones. Mm-hmm. Company, commercial law. <laughs> Yeah, all that. I really like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah good ones. Yeah, ten percent discount on your legal fees if you uh, if you go through us levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Some better news though, isn't it? If you want to increase that to fifteen percent, that's an extra percent. You can listen to a Monday podcast that's no longer on a Monday mm-hmm. for now. It for will now. be. It will be during the season. Yeah, comes out at the back end of the week. So naturally, what's the the place you need to go for that? The Phil Hay Monday Club. Yeah, which, which is not on a Monday. Anymore. Yeah, just find not it. Not all that anymore. Audio feed, video feed, you'll get 15% off Will's probate conveyancing, the big three that Michael really, really likes. Moscow White is here as well. Hello, Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. I don't know if I like you describing Phil as coming out the back end of the week. Sounds <laughs> sounds coarse. Mm. Well, Phil is coarse, isn't he? He's from, uh, he's from Edinburgh. Um, right, what's that? Sorry, Michael. Uh, we're about to do a podcast and you're just reading something and drinking out of a mug. Mm. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, I've still not had time to read all of it because it's it's such a damn thick publication. 164 pages. Yeah, that's the one. But I mean, for, for the benefit of anybody who's not watching this and is just maybe listening to a man reading something, which is not great audio, I have to say. Probably not. Uh, Moscow knows more about it. He did it. This is the Square Ball Summer Special. <laughs> Please just suddenly name it. Yeah, go and buy it. Yeah. You can buy that online. You can also buy these mugs, which uh, I'm drinking out of to advertise it, even though it's not clean. But it's the Street Fighter ones we did. And there's... Um, you got Stuart Dallas, you got Helder Costa. Remember that guy? Well, he's back at the club, isn't he? Exactly. As, a, as a champion. He's come back. You've got uh, you got Clicky and you've got Jackie on there as well. So yeah. Are these a fiver? I don't know. Let's make them a fiver. If they're not, I'll change that. <laughs> you have the power, Michael. Yeah, indeed. Well, you enjoy reading that and drinking out that, that non-clean mug. And we'll The get... ones that we send to people will be clean. Unless, actually, we could probably charge more than a fiver for the ones there, there that is sort of drunk a, out of. There's a niche market for soiled goods, isn't there? So I'll soil anything. If anyone wants anything soiling, yep. not a problem. Mm-hmm. We said before you'll often put your D- DNA. Anyway, um, let's get into the weekly show then where we uh, will have a little update on what's happened. Oh, not much has happened, has it, in the last few days? Finally, um, as we touched on with Phil, actually, on the uh, the Monday club that went out on Tuesday, um, takeover is done. 10pm-ish announcement on Monday night. It was nothing then everything, wasn't it? Yeah, which is the way it goes, and it's good, probably going to be the way that it goes now um, with the 49ers in charge, because... Uh, They've all well, they've spoken, haven't they? On multiple platforms now with Parag Marate, who's the new chairman. Obviously, did the um, the official Legion United podcast with Matt Lewis, and we got half an hour of chat there. He's done an open letter in the YEP that's been published this morning, Wednesday, as we talk. What do you think about what they say? What's happened? Go on, say some words. I mean, it's better than the alternative, which was it not happening and nothing happening and just waiting and waiting and waiting. I don't know. He seems very um, seems very measured, doesn't he? Marate's I feel like he's been a bit more careful in some ways while still trying to be very bullish about our chances. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's at the stage, isn't it, where it's just it's just words until we get a squad at the start of the season. And they're, we start, on, they're only words and words are all I have. Until we start winning some games with a good team and everything. Yeah. But, you know. Sounds all right, doesn't it? Sounds, I mean, it sounds great in theory. Talking about, already talking about giving Farker the... Um, a better deck of cards, he said, or something. For getting to the, in the once we're in the Premier League, kind of already talking about dealing that, him so. a better hand, wasn't it? Something along Some, those lines, something like yeah. that. So, yeah. so that's good. Sounds, sounds like we've gone up this year. 
<laughs> which is which is ideal. I would accept that, just for the record. Just need the, to put that one out there. Mm. If we were to go up, that'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, the, all the people who are involved in it, it's a, seems a bit weird. Like all the different famous people that we now know about. That all seems to have been done, though, through maybe a single vehicle. So all the sports people maybe chuck a bit of money into that pot because it's sort of, an, it's sort of, I don't know if you've sort of delved into the the company that have uh, coordinated all the athletes. Uh, Big League Advantage seems to be a an organisation where a sports person can take money up front to try and push their career forward in future for giving up a percentage of their future earnings. So it's it's done like a venture capital thing where they will give a bit of money to maybe a thousand athletes and if 10 of them make it, then it covers the money that they're giving to everyone, you know, just that sort of mm-hmm. putting seed money out there. That's that organisation, but it just make me, makes me think if that's a, ve- a venture capital style vehicle, maybe that's what they've done. They've taken a bit of money off um, the various athletes just so they can all put their name to it. This organisation has put some money into Leeds United and then we're going to be great, get into the Premier League. They're all going to be happy flying in with the helicopters, landing on the helipad on top of the new West Stand. Of course. I suppose the concern is with that many people, it's just because they're famous names. If they were just random investors' names, you probably wouldn't even think twice about it. But because, because you know, he's Jordan Spieth, you think, is he going to be expecting to have his say for his million dollars or whatever well, he's putting? I think putting? the deal is, isn't it, that um, 49ers run it. So it'll be the people on yeah. the ground who, who are in charge of where, where the fund is. And Jim Messina as well, who was one of the um, senior people in Obama's 2012 election campaign and I think he was one of like the chief of staff or something like that so mm-hmm. can we get promoted yes we, uh, yes, we can yes, we, we can mm-hmm. thanks Michael he's saying this was his dream I think that's part of the uh, the maybe reticence with this kind of stuff is that well there's two mysteries one will be the people that we never hear of because we've got the high profile ones and Michael Schwimmer who is the guy from your big league advantage who has been Rounding up all the athletes said as well, like here are the here are some of the ones who want to be named, Michael Phelps and so on. Names also and there are other people who don't want to be named. So immediately it's like I don't care about Michael Phelps anymore. I want to know who are the people that you're not telling me about. Do you I think the feeling with some of that is it's from NFL players uh, Moscow who don't want to be identified with the 49ers. So it's t- people from other teams. Yeah, yeah so who yeah. are they? so I want to know more about them. Mm-hmm. Like but they don't want you to know about them. Exactly, that's why. So, because they'll get why abuse. Don't you, why don't you speculate if there's some gridiron players it could be? Um, yeah, I could do that. But then also... <laughs> not not um, biting, is he? Not biting. Jim Messina uh, with his tweet saying it's an incredible honour to be part of the 49 Enterprises, 49ers Enterprise Ownership Group. Uh, thanks to Bragg and Colin for including me. Uh, this has been a lifetime goal of mine and I'm very excited about the future of this club. So on the one hand, it's kind of like people coming in very low-key, leaving it all to Prague and Co. to run. But on the other hand, you've got people who are excited about achieving a lifetime goal, which I would have thought like getting Obama re-elected would probably be how many life highlights one person needs. But good well, that he's managed Leeds, to... Leeds United getting promoted, Moscow, more important than the American presidential race. Well, it's not even Leeds getting promoted, just investing in a championship club apparently has been a lifetime goal of Jim Messina's for the last however many years he's been... Um, walking the earth. Are you taking umbrage with people being enthusiastic about their their new toy? No, but it's. Um, I'm just pointing out there's a bit of a disparity between the silence, the sort of silent investment model of we'll just give the the money to 49ers Enterprises and let them get on with it, but then also this process at the moment where everybody's popping up going like, "Yeah, I'm really excited." One Larry Nance Jr. the other week was clapping back at Leeds fans saying like, "Well." I own your club, so pipe down. It's like this. How much? Yeah, how much of it do you own? And um, shut up. <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody. <laughs> but also shut up. Like, um, it's nice. It is nice that we're, they're all. We're very cynical in Yorkshire. <laughs> it's nice that they're all excited. But I mean, we're playing Millwall in a few weeks. We'll see how excited they are then. And uh, what exactly is the the excitement? I yeah. think Jim Messina and Larry Nance Jr. will be down the front when Millen against when. Uh, Millwall's fan. Yeah, so Jim Messina was born October 1969, so let's say he was uh, he was 10 in 1979. We don't have to just say that, he was. Um, so that's <laughs> well done there. When Leeds were kind of... So as he was coming into his um, younger teen years, Leeds were plunging into Division 2, so he would have been, let's say, 1985. He was 16. Getting I'm, into, I'm more int- intrigued getting than you into doing soccer. It's probably the last time, you know... Uh, Leeds were really, really terrible coincides with him sort of coming up in the sports world. So, you know, this lifelong goal stuff. 
Maybe he just um, meant owning a sports team. Must Brendan Armstrong well, exactly. is his favourite player. I know for a fact. And because you just googled any player from 1986, <laughs> I knew you were tapping away at something. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the levels of sort of oh, hark at your cynicism. Um, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. Yeah. And uh, and Parag has his notebooks full of everything that Andrea Radvizani did wrong, didn't he? So that we can get the benefit of those now. He'll he'll actually do something about it. That, I mean, actually, all that stuff aside. What you say there is is quite important because they have been on board as the forty four percent shareholders for a number of years now, and I thought it was interesting seeing how they sought to, particularly in that podcast um, appearance with Matt Lewis, where he sought to put a little bit of distance between him and Andre Radrazzani, where it was it was stressed that he was in you know in the back seat of the plane or whatever the the phrase was that he used, just to, like you say taking notes. You can't divorce yourself of complete responsibility, can you, surely? I mean, the blame has just been passed down the line with the interviews because Rajasani has obviously done one as well, where he says it was all Victor Alta's fault. Mm. And there was a bit of a dig at Jesse Marsh as well. Did you notice that? What was that bit? He basically said I'll that um, not- we, we stayed up not because of tactics, but because mm. of vibes. And then in the longer term, uh, there was no resemblance between the videos we saw when he was interviewing and the videos that Victor showed me, actually, it was, you know, putting the responsibility back on Alta. And the, and the football that we saw on the pitch, and there were things like wingers playing in midfield, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think what they saw you know, with their eyes didn't match up to what they saw on video, which is a, probably a warning for us just looking at players on YouTube, isn't it? I mean, he did see it for a long time, though, and I feel like most fans saw it pretty quickly and were kind of going, this is, this is shit, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't this, yeah. Fo- isn't this football terrible? There, there are a few, I think, cases of people trying to have the cake and eat it here, both with Prague, saying uh, to Mike Lewis it's like yeah I'm not going to lie to you I'm very I'm pretty open honest direct I like to say what I mean and mean what I say but uh, last year I wasn't doing that I was just sitting and watching so it's kind of um, that's what exactly I was getting at yeah. it was yeah. challenging to bite my lip and just stay in my seat so to speak and watch the plane fly it's like well if you are this straight talking guy who's going to solve problems why not that was probably a good time to speak up and that's that's uh, goes along with Radrizzani in his interview saying that last season um, I was distant and quite passive in all these situations and just living in hope until the last month when I was desperate and I sent Javi and Victor home and tried to play magical cards with Sam Allardyce. It's quite difficult. It's like Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> like challenged into a game. Of- it's quite difficult to hear Orta, uh, sorry, Orta, um, Radrazani distance himself from the club that he owns. It's kind of, yeah. the book really stops with you, doesn't so it? So we've got, yeah. on the one Strange. hand, we've got, Radvitani being uh, distant and passive and saying that now it's a mistake that he let Victor Orr to do everything. He says um, um, that was the mistake. Basically what it comes down to is I let Victor do too much. And then um, you've also got Paragmarathe saying that, that, you know, I was just sitting back and, and watching the plane fly. So all these guys who were running the club, that's the chairman and the vice chairman. It was, the, like, auto- yeah, it was just- the autopilot from Airplane, wasn't it? The inflatable guy. Which, which had a which was in the shape of Victor Orta and was like, yeah, we just let Victor do it, and now it's like, well, did, and none of you thought at any time to not be passive and not be distant yeah. and not just sit and watch it fly into the championship. Like there were opportunities there where you could have done things, and so sort of saying, well, like, well, yeah. Rajasthani identified it, didn't he? He mentioned going into the World Cup break. He said, I should have done it then when we had six weeks, and everyone yeah. was saying it at the time. Same, he said he yeah. should have yeah. sacked uh, Bielsa earlier as well. He's he's very good with uh, hindsight. Well, he's good with hindsight, and also I've noticed the theme. I mean, he's outgoing. It's weird. We, it's all the future is happening, but we don't know anything about the future because it hasn't happened yet. So this is like an opportunity, especially when Radvitsani sits there for seventeen minutes talking about what's been going on to talk about what has gone on. The theme with when he does come up with these mere culpas is he's very—I don't know if it's all coincidence or if I'm just being cynical—but he does tend to come up with all the things that you would probably say fans have been saying on Twitter all kind of come up. Like when he talks about, you know, the the gap between the Australian the Austrian League and the Premier League, and he was complaining that we were playing wingers in midfield. And he it's the first time eighteen months since um Bielsa has been sacked and suddenly we're hearing that he wanted him to be a director of football at some point. And it feels there's a the theme where some of these things with Radrizzani quite often feel like something he's read fans saying. Yeah, like yeah. why didn't we make Bielsa a director of football? It's kind of and then re- when it's, reverse engineering it. Yeah, yeah, and then when it's come to him explaining it, it's like, well, yeah, I really, I really thought he could have been a, a director of football. And fans going on and on, you know, everyone was saying Austrian league to the Premier League is going to be quite difficult. 
And then at the end, it's like, yeah, I, I, I thought that too. But Victor showed me these videos and, you know, um, it, it all seems quite convenient. Mm. Um, I was never sure about the orange and, and black kit, but Victor said, Victor said everyone would love Sammy it. Sammy insisted so. on it when he designed it with his crayons. And, and he's done it with the stadium as well, hasn't he? He's kind of going, look, I would have never, I would have never done anything with the, with Ellen Road to secure money. It's like, well, you, but you did. You just, it just didn't happen, but you, I mean, he also you, clapped, you when he, do that. He clapped back in the statement as well, didn't he? When he said, um, it's no business of yours. I think this was to the mm-hmm. Athletic, uh, what Acer does with its assets. And as a second, that's our ground. Well, that was <laughs> it. He's saying that the bank had raised it as a possibility, the bank in Italy that he was talking to about funding. They'd said, well, what about getting um, using Elland Road as a loan? And he's saying that it was never seriously going to happen. Adam Crafton, who reported this for the Athletic, is saying like, well, I've got signed heads of terms yeah. with saying that was going to happen. And ultimately he can go away and say well it didn't happen and that's true but um, there's the wiggle room there as to what did happen and it's where it sort of feels the same vibe with looking at Orta's work and looking at Marsh's work like you know you can't say he's wrong to say that the gap from the Austrian league to the Premier League was too big and that playing a uh, winger in midfield was stupid but it does have the ring of convenience at this point um, especially with somebody who is so plugged into social media that I do get the feeling he he prepares for these interviews by working out what fans would like to hear him apologise for, yeah, and then going like, you know, I was just I was going to say that all along. I was going to say don't play a, a winger in midfield, but you know, if you actually scratch the surface a bit, the truth is there, and the truth is probably that it was a bit out of his depth and like the knowledge, and, and he admitted to lacking the clout to take the club on, didn't he? So at least there was a bit of honesty in, in that regard and I think that's, that was probably the truth that underpins it all and the other question is does it really matter now well yeah because it's it's put us in the championship and if it doesn't matter why does he spend 17 minutes on Sky uh, talking about it he could have you know he's got we were saying the other week he's got Andrea Perlow to go play with go bother him see where he's going to play his wings yeah, but he needs he needs the validation doesn't he he always has done and it kind of just, just speaks to his character that but he, it, he it, felt the need to have his say again it also then does impact on what the 49ers are, are bringing and it's interesting that uh, it's specifically the last six months that Radritzani seems to be apologising for when he's been passive and distant. And at the same time, we've got Marathe saying that he was just like watching and taking notes. And it's a bit like, well, one of you could have maybe done something about keeping us in the Premier League and you both just didn't. And it's weird to get that from from both sides because Parag Marathe, he says he's got his notes now on how not to run a football club. So from the last six months, it's don't do what Andrea Retrizani did, which is be, right, so don't be passive and distant and don't just let a sporting director do what he wants without any intervention until a month from the end of the season when you get Sam Allardyce. Like, that should have been, I'm not sure you need to learn that. Especially when all the fans were saying it all along. That yeah. all, all the fan concerns were aired. And anyway, anyway, new broom and all that. I, do, I mean, I do think on, on paper, at least, Morata should have a lot more experience. I know there's it's how much of it can translate directly from NFL to Premier League, well, Championship stroke Premier League aspirationally. But he does have an awful lot of experience running a big football it's the, it's, the, it's the organisation side of it, isn't it, as much as anything? Not, yeah. You know, and as he said in his, in his interview when he was chatting to Matt Lewis, like, I want to be able to put in a team of good executives so I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. as, like, as the chairman. I don't have to, have to intervene. And the 49ers, as a, as a club will know how many people it takes to run that as well. Whereas he'd probably come to Leeds and go, well, why is there only Victor doing this? Why is there only six people in this commercial team or however many there might be? Like if you, if you look at just the size of Levi's stadium, for example, you can, you can immediately see there are probably like thousands of people who work there because it's a shopping center in various parts of it. And it's like the, the scale of the operation is completely different to anything we have at Leeds. So hopefully they can at least get on top of that sort of stuff and, maybe recognise the number of people required to run a, a big club. Well, they've had long enough to look at it and he said that and he's got his notes. But he also says, uh, I've negotiated contracts in my sleep at the 49ers, which I don't know if they were aware that that's how he was <laughs> doing them. Like, this contract's like a dream. Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the ball is shaped differently and the sport is different, but the agent game and the player game is very much the same. That's you, what I made a name for myself true, for in it? American there, sports. There's a number of big agencies in Moscow like, who, who deal with stuff like Wasserman, for example, have been one of the, the big ones, but they're based out in, there's the big office like in LA and there's one in San Francisco, I think. So. And, and there are increasing numbers of American owners, so yeah. probably is all tilting that way a bit. Yeah, and he said that's one of the things that differentiates him from any other club's chairman is his knowledge around salaries and uh, and the work involved 
and also the colour of his skin as well, which is, uh, he doesn't look the part of a, what an NFL executive should look like, um, particularly 23 years ago. And there is... Um, That's his words, to be clear. You're not being strange there. <laughs> no, no, this is something he brought up, and it is, uh, it is an interesting factor because certainly the boardrooms in English football um, certainly don't have many people who Prague Marathi and Rudy Klein-Thomas are kind of a um, interesting entry into that world as well, which gives us a little... It's a new element that Leeds United are bringing that we did not have before. So he's definitely seeing himself as a as a different person to... And again, I said Premier League. We're not in the Premier League anymore, are we? <laughs> I mean, we, um, are, we are really, aren't we? Um, We're just in the lower Premier League. Well, it's the other thing he says. The Premier League needs Leeds because Leeds is different. Leeds is a movement. Elland Road is a temple. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good things to hear in all that stuff. And it was interesting as well that he's saying that... Um, the big, the big enough task and the fun enough task and the massive enough task is to make Leeds as big as we should be in the UK and in Yorkshire. So there's that worry that they're going to come in and be like marketing everything to the USA and we're going to have, you know, try and get some even worse players than Weston McKenney to appeal to that market is more, is actually more, we might get Hecky back if we're trying to appeal to people in Yorkshire. <laughs> David Batty as an ambassador. I know there's a certain amount of cynicism underpinning the stuff you were saying before, Moscow, but doesn't it feel like a weight has been lifted a little bit? Like the new broom has, has brought with it a little bit of a, just a sense of renewal and moving forward and progression. Well, it, 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 just, it just means we can buy some players, doesn't it? It's what it, is what it actually is what it means. And hopefully, if we're waiting for money to arrive to be spent, it's here now. So it's in a big, in a big suitcase, I heard, all in dollar bills. We've got, we got a technical director who signed a load of nonsense for Everton so that's <laughs> going to be good he wasn't the only person there was he at the time he was um, he was Victor Ault's fault was, yeah there was uh, it was is it Marcel Brands who was his best mate who hired him mm. so the pair of them teamed up and signed a load of garbage <laughs> so that's going to be good I don't know I mean, I mean I guess because I wasn't particularly like I've not been anxious about all the like waiting for EFL to approve and the season coming up I know there's been a lot of people very stressed about this but from my point of view I basically just like Angus Kinnear's paid half a million to worry about this stuff so he can worry about it it's why I had to spend my days panicking about any of it for free if we don't have a team against Cardiff it's not my fault it's his fault and he's paid half a million to make sure we have one so fucking sort it out but you will have to watch it that's fine I've watched rubbish football teams before (laughs) if the worst thing that happens to me in in August is that Leeds are a bit bad then that's just another day in the rest of my life it's like an old jumper putting it back on oh yes I know this. But the particular sort of stress of like, why aren't the EFL approved this? When are we going to get this over the line? Who's going to play it? Not my problem. Someone else is dealing with this. That said, it matters to people, doesn't it? Because it's, I mean, like Christ, I think about Legion I far too much than he's he's healthy. It it dominates a lot of my thoughts and I wish it didn't sometimes. I was never particularly concerned that it wouldn't go through because it seems very legit and the Premier League had already provisionally approved it and all that sort of stuff. So you thought, well, this is going to be fine. It just could take a while, and if it takes too long, then we see loads of players leaving before we see players arriving. And if you go, it can hinder you from a competition point. I was say, and, if, yeah. and if you go late, maybe you don't get the players you want, or you end up on you know third and fourth choices, and you do start the season in, in not such good shape. Whereas it feels like now stuff's going to start happening relatively quickly, and hopefully by the time we do get to you know a couple of weeks before the season, we've got a fair look at what the squad looks like, and hopefully if the players they're talking about keeping because that was the other thing Marathi said was that he's going to try and, they're trying to keep some players which you would assume means Adams, Harrison, Nonto people like that we need to keep Nonto too because we've got um, we've got about 200 mugs so get oh, one of those two that's a, oh, that's a nice while well, you're getting one of these uh, one of these Leeds fighter version 2 mugs get a Willie Nonto mug too but yeah talking about keeping those players but hang on a second would, would the postage on two mugs be any more than same one, one, might as well get one to get two mugs and a some special chuck that in too Right. And a shirt. and It's up to three kilograms uh, domestically. It's just well, you'd be, foolish. you'd be foolish just to go and buy one thing, wouldn't you? Because you're going to pay the same postage as if you are buying three kilograms worth of things. It's, it's true. It's all tracked as well, so it only rarely goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Royal Mail do just dump them in canals sometimes and stuff, don't they? I, I mean, they don't. It's very important. Well, some, they go no, somewhere. They the, go somewhere. The sheer volume of postage must be difficult to keep track of at all, <laughs> even though it is... Uh, Tracked. But yeah, I mean, there well, are, they, well, they, we should just say they definitely don't dump your postings now. <laughs> there has been a lot to do and a lot to work on, and so I do. You know, I hope that Angus Kinnear has not slept and has just done nothing but mm. sweat and panic and cry for the last two months. Daily faxes to the EFL, just like written in blood, 
begging for them to, to it will, it won't come, this, to it won't come through in blood if you faxed blood it won't come through as blood though. That's, you do know that don't you it just comes through as a smudge on a piece of paper again Angus's problem right. so um, I hope that him and Prague and everybody have been really you know stressed out to fuck because they're gonna they're, they're paid to do it um, I just sort of think it's you even describe it as unhealthy like, it's better to not be unhealthy like if things are unhealthy I'm trying try to avoid them I've been trying to avoid them. That's what I've been trying to do for a few weeks and I can't help it. Bleeding into a fax machine is is one of the things not to do so if you can get someone else to do it. And I am joking about like that side of things but I have been a lot more like sanguine with it this summer feeling like it's probably going to be fine. And I know it's been shit that we got relegated but assuming it goes through and obviously it has now gone through we've got far more clout than anyone else in that division just about haven't we? Yeah, pretty much yeah. It should on paper should piss the league shouldn't we? <laughs> Are you on board HMS Piss the League? Uh, yeah, we'll see, won't we? But it's not like, you know... It's not like it was before. We're not we're not in 2013, are we? No. For example, it's it's a different picture than it has been for every other year of us trying to get out of the Championship. Even in, you know, Bielsa's second year where you went, okay, this, this all looks good. It was really good last year. Probably going to be good again. But there was still a fair bit of doubt there because there are still teams coming down with money and whatnot. We're one of those teams now. Mm-hmm. We can just buy some good players and go back, go back up and not not have to do the whole Scott Wharton thing again. Which is funny because it's interesting how much of it is just kind of perception and sort of vibes based when I was reading about Ethan Ampadu this morning who we have signed for £7 million plus uh, £10 million Earth plus £3 million of add-ons potentially. And um, seeing how all the things that sort of make it make sense and that are like the 49ers are putting down a marker and showing how they're doing things differently. But it's quite difficult to see how it's different from signing Pat Bamford was when it's a player who's been loaned out by Chelsea loads, yet to find a home, needs to settle down, kickstart his career. Like Even the fee is the same, 7 million. He's got a lot of experience for a, a young player. It's really nice, like needed to get a, a fresh start, but it should be much too good for the level and all these things. And it, it all it, they do all sound very good, but I don't see how there's... And there was the difference. Like we're not paying for, we're not paying over the odds for potential anymore. We're just paying seven million pound for potential instead. Because I mean, all transfers are a bit of a gamble. But there's that just because it's come straight after the takeover has been announced, and we hear all the things from Paragmarate about how everything's going to be different. And you know, and um, the thing with uh, so what's Jim Messina, who's innovative. I mean, this is first paragraph of his Wikipedia page. So it's not really deep research, but his. Innovative fusion of technology and politics led Google chairman Eric Schmidt to call the 2012 race the best run campaign ever for Barack Obama. It's like, whoa, technology, fusion, like tech, data, stuff. Um, I'm enjoying your level of cynicism around given, all this. Given uh, you know, this player has been, um, I mean, what what is a, a, a player who's been loaned from Chelsea three times? He's been relegated every single time. Yes. Um, like it's almost, and he's 22 and doesn't really, nobody knows if he's a midfielder or a centre back. Like it's, the, it's almost the definition of broken toy. He's exactly the same as we, we always sign players like this. He's probably going to be great. He is a good player, but it's, but then the perception around it is it's like, wow, we've, I everything's changed. I don't think changed. he's a broken toy. I don't really, think he's not in the same stripe of fixer upper that Auto went for. Also with the data side of it, this is, this is the sort of Nick Hammond bit, isn't it? Isn't he? He was the man brought in to do this transfer window. Well, I guess they get the other stuff in place from all the notebooks get translated into appointments and systems. And, and Farker wants him. Farker wanted him at Norwich, but they could get mm. him at that time. And he'll fit if we play. He wants to play two deep line midfielders. So if one of them is Adams and one of them is Ampadu, that's great. They know each other from. He was at Leipzig as well. He didn't get uh, relegated at Leipzig, but he also didn't, didn't play, play much because he was. He got injured a lot. <laughs> so there's there's all the kind of things there that if you you could look at them either way you would probably if Victor Orta was signing him you'd go oh it's just a fucking another another one of them but because Nick Hammond and uh, the 49ers are signing him it's like great this but is going to be but you can't remove, the league time you might be right in an objective sense but you cannot divorce all that stuff from the opinions of Orta because you've got his track record to go on and the amount of money that he's pissed up the wall on yeah. inappropriate signings and they were all flagged up in the stuff that Radrazani said didn't wasn't it you know like about signing players from the Austrian league for example and expected him to make the step up. Bamford wasn't quite the same either, was he? Because he'd he's a lot older. He I was going to say he was older, and he had he had had time at Middlesbrough. So maybe he's so. more of a Lewis Baker. Yeah, but I suppose it's like it, you're getting or Lewis Baker. Brown. 
you get in Izzy Brown a couple All came of years, from Chelsea. but when he should have left Chelsea on a permanent deal is the thing because that's the thing. It, I feel like it, Chelsea ruined the careers of players like this by keeping hold of. So we should have signed Izzy Brown for permanent. Well, if we'd have got Izzy Brown at twenty-two, he might have been in, as a permanent deal. It might have worked out differently for him. Is all I'm saying. It's a bit like how it looked like for a while Spurs were just going to keep Jack Clark and ruin his career. And then they just let him go and now he's doing well at Sunderland. And I feel like there's players need to find a home, don't they? And yeah. need to have a place that they can commit to a bit because otherwise you just end up thinking, well, I'm here for, and the, I'm here for the next three months or whatever, but whatever. It did work with Pat Bamford because he helped mm. get us promoted and then everybody hated him. Well, what you find with, what I find with a lot of the, uh, the Chelsea farm players though is that they haven't played a lot of like top-level football, whereas he seems to have played that much bit much more he's played a lot of international games and he's still a young man so really the bottom of the top level maybe so but look the where relegation we, but, zone of the top but look where we are we've just been relegated so he's perfect I know, perfect I know which is it just I, I'm i just finding the you're finding the, the shit to pull out, pull out of all this. I'm just finding the vibe the vibe shift interesting yeah I mean, I, but I, sometimes but sometimes narrative doesn't need to shift like that doesn't it and even if there are similarities between Ampadu and Bamford or Lewis Baker or anything like that let's say I'm, I kind of I'm kind of tap into that sense of renewal and something new and a bit more clown. Signing him in a good mood instead of signing him in a bad mood. Yeah. So it feels good. And he'd probably, I'd say, I think he's going to be a good player, but looking forward to actually seeing him play it's and then all this stuff can go it's away. what Phil said on Tuesday. If if we were signing him and we just stayed up, you'd kind of go, hmm, really? But I think we're dealing with the circumstances as they're presented to us now, which is that we've just been relegated and this at this price point, makes sense, doesn't it? And the level that he's at makes sense. And he doesn't have to play every game either. If we sign, well, if we if we keep Verber and Cresswell, then you've got those two to play. And Cooper, they can play centre-back if he's not willing to play centre-back. If we sign Glenn Kamara and Tyler Adams stays, then he doesn't have to play midfield either. He can come off the bench, he can play cup games, he can rotate in on a Tuesday. When Might as well sell him. When you play 46 <laughs> games. But there's, you can have a squad. We'll loan him back to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a Didn't squad him, actually, is the right? thing like we don't we don't <laughs> need to we don't need to um, just have a first 11 and then everyone else is terrible I mean, I mean the first 11 will be a good start at this point yeah, yeah you're right I mean there is a there is an argument for saying that we actually we need the warm bodies now because it's a 46 game season plus your league cup ties one league cup tie so 50, 50 league <laughs> so we've got one about, FA cup game it'll be a 50 game season at best uh, but still it's a, it is a long season isn't it there's a lot of football so you actually do need the warm bodies at this level more perhaps than the Premier League. But even still, have some warm bodies. <laughs> I, I Better did, than um, cold bodies. I mentioned this when we recorded with Phil, but yeah, I did scare myself a little bit by looking at Sheffield United Forum whether we were discussing him. Because I think someone was saying they should get him again and everyone was, this was obviously prior to him signing for us, um, and everyone was saying no, he was terrible last time and he was awful in both midfield and at centre-back and People then at the end, people then dug up the thread and were laughing at us paying £12 million for him, which we haven't. Yeah. Because it's, Seven million plus add-ons, isn't it? But you know, we can fix him. We probably can. Not and, that he's broken. The other side of this is we are playing at a level lower down. Don't forget, you know. Yeah. So maybe he's going to be able to shine. And if and if he can't cut it when we get up into the Premier League, which is what Phil was saying, like we're, when we were chatting on Tuesday, like we're signing him for the here and now, and he's still young enough that he might progress with us. And if he doesn't, then we can move him on in future. But it's perhaps something we we failed to do um, in the past few years. Is just to sign people who strike you as vaguely sensible. Same age as Brendan Aronson, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Just <laughs> saying. And Joffy Gellhart? Mm. He's got a lot of experience, hasn't he? So international caps like Brendan for the USA and I suppose he, Aronson had won the league, hadn't he? And, uh, you know, it'll be fine. He played, he played for X2 <laughs> and he was an actual child. What, did he? Yeah, he was 15 when he made his... I, I was going to say he was like eight. No, but still 15. Yeah. What were you doing at 15? Ah, uh, no. Nothing. Rubbish. Kicking was, around. I was still playing for the school team. He was playing for Exeter then. Yeah. So, and then Chelsea obviously saw I, I, I could have got Chelsea saw, saw a 15-year-old playing in Paris. I, I, I was nowhere near Exeter. I couldn't, I couldn't have played for Exeter. Mm, that's probably yeah, what held you back. Yeah, it was just the disc. I couldn't commute that when I was 15. I didn't have a driving licence, Michael. What did, you expect, what did you expect me to do? All right, all right. You're forgiven. Crying out loud. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Glenn Kamara then. Do you want him? I was going to say, he's another Welsh international who's not from Wales. So it's, no Glenn Kamara. No uh, Ethan Ampadu, so he's, he's got that in common with Tyler Roberts. And Dan James. Yeah, so two other great successes. <laughs> <laughs> so you've tarnished the hey. Americans, you've tarnished the nation of Wales. Tyler Roberts. You don't, was, you uh, don't want the 49ers. Tyler Roberts was good for the level. No, it's all going to be great. I'm very excited about, about everything that's happening, really. Because <laughs> really we were chatting before we started recording, I was saying, you're looking forward to the new season. You went, no, it's too soon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just just from the point of view that I would quite like it all like to go away for a while. It's yeah, I'm not really had a summer. Never mind. Well, can we should we do it maybe like a bit like um, Glastonbury, where they have a fallow year every four or five years, just to give the the field a chance to recover. We all we should all have a year off football. Well, I think that was almost this summer, and to an extent, like that's kind of what I was saying before about leaving all the stress to um, Angus Kinnear as much as possible. Is because this summer has been a little bit odd because the first real summer break since before COVID and when you go back to the two summers before COVID was Bielsa taking over from Heckingbottom and then Bielsa staying after the playoffs so there was a certain amount of like missed like we Bielsa was quite early it was, it was quite early in that summer that we knew he was coming so that was all about what Bielsa's going to do and then the second summer was what Bielsa's going to do again after that it's just been straight from promotion into the Premier League. There was only about like three weeks gap or something ridiculous and all the dates were wrong. And then Euros happened in the summer after that. And then there's still short summers. And this has been the first one where even though it ended a month late still, there was like a period of like not a summer tournament, nothing happening apart from wait for Kenny to sort the, um, it's his fault now personally, <laughs> to sort the takeover out and all that stuff to happen. So I could kind of understand why there was the um, a lot of people feeling a little bit more antsy than usual because we haven't had a gap like this. There's not been for five years a summer where Leeds have just kind of gone, nothing, nothing happening, nothing to say, nobody in, nobody out, no manager, no nothing until now. And so my point of view is I don't want to fill that gap with stress that other people are there to handle but I would quite like that stress-free period to carry on for a little bit <laughs> it's longer. It's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be good. Like football actually going away for a bit would be quite handy just in general, but it tends to... Gianni Infantino don't want that, does he? You were saying just a minute ago you don't need to worry about these things. You don't have to You don't have to worry about football at all if you don't want. No, but I'll, I'll, day. I'll have to... Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> just not bother when... Um, just follow tennis or something. Tennis was pretty good this year, wasn't it? Didn't watch any of it. Mm. Oh, the, uh, no room for I it. Heard it was, I heard it was good. Too I busy was, stressing yeah. about Leeds. I was busy refreshing Twitter, waiting for um, <laughs> sending more vials of blood to the AFL. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I did enjoy watching other sports this morning. I enjoyed watching like the Ashes as being good to watch. Um, I was excited, particularly the test at Headingley, and I got right involved in that towards the end. The, the tennis was quite absorbing. None of it matches up, does it? It's not like this is our special drug. Best thing about the summer is the. Uh, TSB Summer Special. What's, what's which, most special about it? Um, the fact that it's only eight quid, which is a, a, a ridiculous price for 164 pages. It's got a story in it by Sarah Sherwood, who is an excellent writer. So fiction, you don't get that very often. What sort? Is it like fan fiction? No. 
No. And then there's a photo of, uh, there's a double page spread featuring po- photos of Kevin Blackwell <laughs> and Paul Butler facing each other from the first day of the 2004 5 season. Why play no? Or is it, or is it absorbent? Um, well, it, well, I mean, the quality of the paper is a, is another factor as as well that needs to be born. Any pictures Indeed. of Glen Kamara? Because we we're talking about Glen Kamara. That's one of the reasons why, like, so people wonder why it's been a, a, a busy summer. Like, go and buy the products of uh, of the busy summer um, from the squareball.net for only £8. £6 if you're a TSB Plus member, by the yeah. way. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Good value. Glen Kamara, do you want him? Yeah. Get him. Yeah, he's talking about four million quid. Should we have him? That's oh, nothing. Nothing? Like, I mean, if you pay for it over four years, it's only a million a year, he says. I can stick that on the credit card. Yeah, easy. Don't bother at all. I don't really know anything about him. I've always heard his name because he plays for Rangers. I just don't care. There's a so. sense that he downed tools because he didn't get a move sooner. So uh, Are we going to do the he's finished joke? He's no finish. He's 27, etc. Yeah, he's actually born in Finland. though. So he's uh, he is... Was it Monty Python who did a song about Finland? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, come back. I'll just talk among yourselves <laughs> for a second. I'll have a look. But no, he seems like um, he seems like he would probably be a, a sensible sort of signing and midfielder actually in his prime rather than one of the the broken toys as Moscow. Yeah, it was as labelled Ampadu. Is that what it is you now? <laughs> Just a shrug. It, um, was, it was Monty Python, yeah. But yeah, I, I, seems fine. I've not. I can't. I can't say I've seen him play. But Rangers fans seem to like him. So. Mm-hmm. Fine. Finland, 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 the country where I want to be. Pony trekking or camping or just watching TV. Finland, Finland, Finland. It's the country for me. Well, there you go. Well, it's Scotland is where he is now. So yeah. let's just get him out of there first. What's wrong with Scotland? Beautiful country. Lack of vitamin Glass, D. They don't Glass have enough, they don't have enough um, sunlight. Moscow, so you lack, you lack vitamin D. It's all right. Just take supplements. He's played for Dundee as well, so we know these things about him. It's quite an extreme trip from... Uh, South End and Colchester, very much the south, to Dundee, the opposite end. The north, I think the kids call it these days. Mm-hmm. Played for the Dark Blues at Dens Park. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very, very close to Tannadice, isn't it? They're the yeah, two closest it's funny how close grounds. those are. Yeah. Uh, it used to fascinate me, the photos of those uh, two grounds being just down the road from each other. Imagine coming out of Elland Road and seeing like another ground, <laughs> another team's football stadium, not full of greyhounds. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you, Mara. Yeah, let's get him. We need someone to plug the 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 void left by Mark Rocker, don't we? Yeah. Bring a tear to your eye. That, that farewell. <sighs> don't. <laughs> no, it's strange, wasn't it? Well, all of them. I know, I know they mean well. I know they want to try and say thanks for having me and all that, but it just comes out as remarkably insincere and inauthentic, doesn't it, most of the time? Do you think he'll have to do this if he comes back next summer and we loan him to someone again? He'll have to do another thanks Leeds fans for... A- <laughs> A great couple of days um, as I passed passed through, as I as I came back to have my contract uh, renegotiated for another loan move. Had to, as I signed the paperwork, I thought of the the incredible backing that I, I will, got. I will never forget the atmosphere that I experienced game after game at Ellen Road, and all the support of the Leeds United fans. So if he comes back next year and says, I forgot how good this was. Mm. So you said you'd never forget, and you did, when, he's, when he turns up against... York in pre-season next year. What you want to hear if he does turn up next season is I've learned how to take corners. <laughs> and that's the only thing. None of this flannel using uh, two different typeface colours for no apparent reason. I like the uh, the little sticky tape as well. It looks... He, the graphic that's been put together does make it look like he's sort of written it on the back of a torn up till receipt mm. and then glued it to some pictures of himself which is an, an odd thing for a person to have done, but the graphic designer has decided that's the vibe we want to go for. Like the arts in, and crafts vibe. Imagine if you'd yeah. scrawled this on the back of the bit of paper that you just fished up from the bottom of your handbag. And oh, it then, looks like the back of a till receipt. It's exactly the words that I just ah. used. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was, do you know why? Because I was looking, you're sneezing. No, no, no. I, I sneezed, but I was also looking at maps of Dundee. Ah, okay. <laughs> Did you know there's a third pitch just next to... Uh, I think is that Tannadice that's over to the right, yeah. So you've got Dens Park, which is actually now due to sponsorship, the Kilmax Stadium. Hmm. And then about a few hundred feet away, or whatever it is, it's a few hundred yards, Tannadice is there, which belongs to Dundee United. And then there's a third pitch just off the corner of Tannadice, Gussie Park, which I think might be an artificial pitch now. Put Move your football pitches around the city. <laughs> or just share one. I'm sure that, that'd go down well. Yeah, I don't see, well, you might as well. They build them on top of each other. Yeah, move one on. I literally on top of the other one, but another tier on. I'm sure that's feasible. Absolutely. 
anyway, Mark Rocker. Yeah. Did I mention that it looks See like it's been then. written on a silver sheet? You did. You, yeah. you did. You did mention that. And could then, you mention it to complete the set? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Joel Robles went a bit more straightforward. He did include a bit of bold type, and then mm. a thing that makes it look like it's signed, but it's clearly just a different font at the bottom. Yeah, that's his actual signature. That's um, very neat. Calligraphy. Delightful. Yeah. And also a security risk. Well, oh, to put your signature on your spoof, spoof, spoof his identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he leaves, uh, Joel leaves with the bitter taste of not having managed to keep the team in the Premier League for another year. But I am convinced that this year, Leeds and its wonderful fans will return to the place they deserve because I will be in the Saudi second division. <laughs> with um, Robbie Fowler. Out of the way. <laughs> so that's always the implication there. I think... This wonderful club with its wonderful players, not including me, will have a great chance next year because I'm going. <laughs> I do enjoy on the Mark Rocker one how they've alternated the blue and the uh, the black text. That's a nice little touch. I Again, think. something Moscow mentioned. Yeah, I like the fact it looks like it's written on a tilbury thing. Oh, thanks, Michael. I, I noticed <laughs> that really, honestly. It's been ripped as well, isn't it? Mm. Um, the Robles do we know uh, where has Robles gone and who will his manager be? Well, I was just going to say that the point I was going to make was to contrast the formatting on Robles, which is in all, all black type, but I do like there's a bit of emphasis there as well. A very tidy signature. I don't know what it says about his um, quality. The, obviously, the Saudi League's throwing money at absolutely anybody at the moment, but he can't get a better club than a second division team. It's that still, feels it's like still probably a, like 60 grand a week isn't it, or something. But it feels like a bit of a kick in the teeth to us as well that the goalkeeper that we were relying on to keep us in the Premier League can't mm. now get a better gig than the second division. At least it's almost like everything was a bit, it's almost like everything was a bit desperate, Moscow. Well, maybe if certain people had not been taking notes on somebody else sitting being passive and then trying to play a game of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons with Sam Allardyce at the, for the last month. I'm not kidding, right? In Dundee, there's another football pitch, another couple of streets over, next to a hockey pitch. Probably just the training grounds. I like to think that during these meetings, Marathi actually visibly wrote stuff as as um, <laughs> as it was going on around him. Just, yeah. just went, just furrowed his brow a bit and went, mm, "Okay, well, this is don't do that." This is where um, Angus Kinnear probably earned his money because you've got practice making notes and you've got Radvitsani just glazing over, gazing out the window. <laughs> Not, not really know what's going on and, and then just going like well what does Victor think flicking through pictures of Sampdoria shirts he can ruin on his phone <laughs> hey um, why don't we change these colours that badge is stupid and, uh, and Angus in the middle having not slept for a week trying to get them to do something but well paid <laughs> so and it's a choice isn't it he could go and work for Pepsi again couldn't he so I'd like um, I'd like to have seen Andrea Radrazani's goodbye interview printed out until receipt what, like, did you see my rockers? That looked like it was on a, on a receipt. Have you got that somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's, on the, it's sheet, on the sheet. sheet in front of you. We didn't get one from Rasmus Christensen. So have you noticed that the corner's taped down? Mm. Uh, looks like a deliberate arts and crafts, etc. Um, we didn't get one from Rasmus Christensen. No. No? Maybe it's because he respects the loan market and he expects to be back. But they've Roma have made the mistake as well of introducing him with loads of like graphics and photos and videos of him like looking tough and mm. leering down the camera and being like grr I'm I'm strong baldy head man and then you know Viking from Denmark etc a little et five foot six winger out muscles him yeah so they're, they're going to be in for a, a shock him and oh him and Diego Llorente that's going to sort out out of it it is have you seen Mark Rocker's no do you see the Mark Rocker's reveal pick by Betis where they put a rock on uh, on their Twitter and put two of those little stick on googly eyes on it See that, which I thought, oh, you've seen him play then, is the obvious punchline. That's his mobility. Have you, have you seen Matt Rocker on Instagram over summer? No. He's incredibly ripped. He's just put videos of him working out on the... He looks, why can't he, he run? It looks magnificent. With Mate, his shirt he's, he's 12 years your junior and he's a professional footballer. What is it about that that's surprising? No, but he's in really, really good shape. Yeah, I thought we just watched him for a year barely move. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's, a, it's the disconnect. He's, I suppose he's more of a... A cover model, as opposed to an athlete, maybe. It's what people say about the Premier League, though, isn't it? That the speed and the, the standard is like that much higher than everywhere else. That you could go from the Championship feeling like a, a strong, pacey person who can control the ball and pass it without thinking twice. Um, you realise that in the Premier League, the players are just passing it without thinking at all, and they're all like, you think you're strong, but they're all stronger than you. Um, and you think that this guy from Austria is going to be fine, and he's not. And then you can't think of anything to do about it because Victor said it was all right, and uh, you've decided. And Victor to be carries passive. an unnaturally high amount of power within your organisation. Yep, for for no apparent reason. And um, 
and there's nothing anybody who owns the place can do about it. So Mark Rocker's body is a metaphor for Leeds United's uh, time in the Premier League. Who do you think would win in a fight? Victor Orta, who I think would be, I think you're talking chaos fight methods when Victor fights. Biting. Yeah, yeah, biting, scratching, ball grabbing, nuts. Yeah, just absolute frenzy. Mm. Uh, a little bit like Taz, the Tasmanian devil, mm. or Greta Steinson, the uh, the new technical guy. Mm, Greta. Just like got... smashes the headbutt on him. Yeah, he'll go early. He's, he's a, I mean, his profile suggests he's a, he's a very straight talker, doesn't suffer fools gladly, that kind of thing. Has done a good job directing the new Barbie movie. Mm. That's Greta Gerwig, sorry. And he didn't have to explain it, I got it. It just wasn't very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I reckon he'd have Victor. Yeah, I th- I it'd, be, so. it'd be closer than you imagine because I say Victor would be he'd be going crazy. Mm, I, I, you probably have to chuck a bucket of water on Victor to calm you him just, down. You'd wind up. You could wind Victor up knowing though. Yeah, in a very mild way, just just upset him. His head would go. And like you could do hair pulling on Victor. You couldn't do. He couldn't do it to Steinson. Mm, grease him up. Mm. So mm. Victor can't get a hold. That's how you uh, stop the gremlin, wasn't it? You throw water over gremlins. Yes, that's what they don't like. It's, it's the Mogwise, isn't it? Is, that, is the gremlin? Oh no, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So that's um, so that's that. How you see Victor Orta? <laughs> it's a, a gremlin gone wild. I think you just did like a like an angry cat. If you chucked water on an angry cat, it'd probably calm it down and it'd stop being angry. That's all. Mm. I view him as an angry cat. Okay. Good. Good. But anyway, mm. we're glad Greta's here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's someone, isn't he? Someone else to do some work, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> That seems to be very much that was kind of the vibe of the um the statement Leeds put out about him and stuff is we've we've decided update on football department. That's new. I don't know if we had a football department anymore. I've not have we not seen it? It basically took to the field thirty eight <laughs> times last season and was shit for most of it. So Daniel Farker, first team manager. Now steps have been taken to restructure the football department within Leeds United. So Greta Steinson, technical director, is gonna work alongside Nick Hammond who will continue to oversee player trading for a bit. And then Adam Underwood stepping up to become head of football operations, which is different from technical director. So it's two different things. Hannah Cox is head of football administration. I don't feel like we know anything about Hannah Cox. Isn't she in all the signing videos giving the, the contracts to players oh, to sign? Oh, is that her? I think that is Hannah Cox. Oh, so okay. I think, I don't know if this is um, a promotion or just a continuation of the role? Because Rob Price, she's sort of, um, she's included in a sentence with Rob Price, who is just, he's head of medicine and performance, and he, he was doing that before. Mm. So again, it's kind of like, it, it's a bit of a, when it comes down to it, we've got the manager, which we knew about. We've announced, we're announcing Greta Steinson. Nick Hammond is still here. He's staying for a while, but then he'll go away. Adam Underwood was already here, but he's still having another job, and Hannah Cox and Rob Price is going to keep doing what they were doing. So that's the new look. Is Steinson the first the first bold man of influence since Brian McDermott? Uh, Darko Milanic would like a, a word. He wasn't bold. Juve Rosler? Darko Milanic. Ah, Rosler, of course. Milanic wasn't bold. How dare you? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't as majestic as it once was, but he definitely had hair. Not much. It's still hair. I, I love that much hair. So can, when you can contrast um, Steinson's baldy heed with Daniel Farker's luscious locks, mm. is, he, is he the ice to his fire? Maybe you think so. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's good. I wonder if they'll appoint more people, by the way. I think they probably will. Stick some more people in. You get that impression that yeah. they're gonna, you know, put stuff in place so Victor Orta can't happen again. Mm. It's like it's like a some sort of enormous I mean, disaster is Victor Orta, isn't it? The guy, we this must never be allowed to happen again. <laughs> it's like This is the public inquiry stage. It, it really is. It's like they've discovered a you know, a skyscraper collapsed due to some faulty bolts or something, and they're like, right. This isn't this isn't going to be be the case again. Yeah, we, so we can't have one guy in charge of the bolts anymore. Exactly, yeah, it's going to be a multi-step it. sign-off. Yeah, yeah. no, so. I'm all for it. Yeah, make your bolts better. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, we've had a pre-season friendly, a secret one, and we beat Barnsley nine-one. I'm telling you, <laughs> HMS pissed the league. I must admit, when I saw the news of this breaking, it was the retweet of a Barnsley fan. But I expected it to be a Leeds fan because that's I don't have any follow any Barnsley fans and yeah. the, and it said something like we've lost nine one in a preseason friendly. Oh, did you immediately think doom, thought, doom? Fuck! Have we lost nine one to Barnsley? We are really in a lot of bother here. Then within literally thirty seconds later, went to thinking 
going to win this league. <laughs> we're going to win this league easily. <laughs> Nothing's off the table at this stage. That's the beautiful thing. That's why I'm looking forward to it. Matteo Joseph will get 50 goals in the. It'll be like a Haaland for the championship. Is mm-hmm. what I left. Is that thinking. true? Probably. Yeah. They have problems, though, don't they? Yeah, it's they the do. Thing. Haven't their um, they've directors of the AFL have done that classic thing of like, oh, you know how we said that you would like all fine for five years. We've had another look and it turned out that you definitely should not have been running that football club from that time. They have just tweeted, Barnsley FC uh, tweeted this morning, we need uh, turnstile operators, stewards and catering staff ahead of the new campaign. So I suppose, I don't know if they'll be putting out like an update soon for that department, the way we've done the update on the football department. Mm, the, head, well. the head of turnstile operations. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Mickey Duff left as well, didn't he? Over we, well, yeah, Mickey Duff's left them uh, in the mud, but you know who's taken over? Danny Wilson. Nope. Closer to an actual real Leeds connection because Mickey Duff's connection was through us playing championship mm. manager, but their new manager does actually have a um, a real Leeds United connection. I'll know it is when you tell me back. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm not going to tell you because you should just know. Derek Lilly. No, but you've got uh, the right number of... No, actually, that's one L too few and that's a big clue. Neil Lillard-Collins. It is Neil Lillard-Collins. Put him your misery for crying out Neil Lillard-Collins with his assistant, John Stead. So that's going to wow. be a, a classic one-two that's guaranteed to get them. But they've actually got quite a lot of staff. I've just, because I've opened um, their website to confirm. So they've got head coach Neil Lillard-Collins, assistant John Stead. There's another assistant coach, Martin Devaney, director of goalkeeping, mm. Thomas Fordry. I know we have a goalkeeper coach who's uh, coming with five. This guy sounds like he sits in the boardroom. Exactly. A director of sport performance and analysis, a physical preparation coach, head of medical services and lead physiotherapist, then a physiotherapist, a performance analysis, a kit man, another kit man, and then a massage therapist. I didn't see any of that in our football department statement. We should, so we should. Barnsley, who we beat 9-1, have got more of a fucking infrastructure. I think we have got a kit man. And the 49ers listening. have been in for two days. What have they done? Nothing. We should... Um... We should give, put a statement out saying all the people who had jobs before have still got them. We should give ourselves gloriously flowery titles in this podcast, by the way. Such as? I don't know, that head of head of speech and operations, because I'm pressing the buttons here and stuff. Mm, I've got buttons too. Don't well, press what, what do you want to be? I don't know. Head of, uh, well, I, I suppose I'm the um, I'm the slick advertising guy, aren't I? Yeah. Because the Levi stuff. Yeah. They have, um, they have too much information about their uh, staff. So the massage therapist is Sue Williams. Date of birth. I'm not going to give it out on here because we don't. Nobody needs to know a date of birth. Nobody needs to know that she's 166 centimeters tall. But there it is. Oh, can I? Uh, I meant to tell you. Thanks to my mate Neil for flagging this one up. In other Tim Pot Yorkshire news, they played each other, didn't they? Did Hull and Barnsley? I think in a friendly yesterday. Hull have not paid for or will not pay for the yellow tick on Twitter, which means that you're a verified business. Because I think it's something outrageous, like a thousand pounds a month, mm. isn't it? Whatever. So what they've done is they've just drawn one on their profile picture. Mm. Everyone should do that, to be fair. No, they should, but it's just, it's gloriously Timpot, isn't it? One of their kit man... Uh, uh, well, it puts you in breach of Twitter's terms of service, so you, they could end up having their account suspended for that. I hope they do. One of Barnsley's kit men is five centimetres shorter than the other, and it says about Malcolm Mitchell that alongside Chris Lee, <laughs> he makes sure the players and staff at all levels throughout the club are kitted out. Not just some levels, all levels. And then the other one... Yeah, it just says he was working alongside Malcolm Mitchell, so it doesn't say that he's making sure that people are kitted out. But Have you yeah, seen he's the shirt this one. year, by the way? It's like yeah. the old school with it's, the stars on, isn't it? It's absolutely awful. Yeah, it, it makes me ever more grateful for our our lovely home shirt this year because it's absolutely dismal. It's, it's a like shame because it, it the the shirt it refers back to is actually a really good mm. shirt, the, but the the gradient on it that fade is what ruins it. They've yeah. just done a bad job of uh, of recreating a good kit it's sponsored by US Mobile as well which looks all the world like a fake company that you would see on like a kids TV programme right let's move it forward then we've got a couple of things to talk about before we wrap this up and we're uh, we're going quite long here so interesting to see that Leeds United published the uh, the ticket prices on what looks like the back of a receipt mm. you see that with a little bit of tape no uh, what would you make of the ticket prices 47 quid fucking outrageous <laughs> isn't it ridiculous <laughs> wow I've got season tickets, so I think I've probably been insulated from how expensive they are for for a while because I don't see it on a daily basis. Yeah, I looked at that and I went, "Fucking hell, that's expensive." Yeah, um, and the, the whole the, the impact it was going to have on the way fans, but it looks like there's reciprocal ticket uh, arrangements in place. If that was always the plan, why not tell people? 
doesn't escape the fact that it's still 47 quid for adults in the, the championship, which is fucking wild in my opinion. Mm. That is a hell of a lot. It'll probably still sell out if things are going well. Mm. Is the thing. Yeah. If it's not going well, mm. let's see. Let's see how like a Tuesday night game does in, you know, March. It does if, always, if we're 15th. It does feel like we're always right on the limit of, of trying to charge as much as we can get away with it. It was the same with the memberships. Yeah, it's, it's eye-watering. Is that it's forty-seven quid? What if Michael Phelps put some money in, and then we, the tickets can be cheaper? Sounds like a good it's, plan. It's all right in being along for all the the glory because he's not had much in his life. <laughs> and I, 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 we've not heard from Michael Phelps whether his what is it twenty-eight medals that been the most decorated um, all-time Olympian. You're going to say it's, his lifetime's ambition was too. Actually, <laughs> what I wanted all along was to be subsidising ticket prices at some club in Yorkshire because all the, the fans keep moaning how much, about how much, how much it that's, costs. That's too put many your hand, Put your hand in your pocket, Michael. Sell a few. Well, exactly, too many medals. Sell a few. I mean, he must have... It tends to me there are too many swimming things in the Olympics. There should just be one for swimming. Yeah, he, <laughs> one he, medal for who's swimming. Who's the best swimmer? He only actually <laughs> that should be it, one. He only actually competed in one Olympics. <laughs> he won them all in one year. How would you, how would you settle it? Who, who would win the swimming? Just who's fastest. What, would you chuck them all in a lake or something or what? Well, yeah, you can have heats and stuff, but you don't have different strokes and events and relays. He got, and stuff. He got a gold. Got you can swim how you want, and but how fast you get there. He got a gold with armbands. He got one without <laughs> armbands. Like Eki. Um, yeah, same with running. Just have one for running. <laughs> Who's fastest? Would you take out all the doping aspects of it as well and just let them have as much as they want? You might as well. Pump yourself full of lemon. A lot of them are at it anyway, aren't they? Anabolic so. steroids. Not Michael Phelps, though, to be clear. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Clean as a whistle, and I welcome him as a new Legion United owner. <laughs> oh dear, maybe that's genetic he, freak. Maybe that's what he at the EFL had to do. They had to look at um, all his doping tests to make sure he was legit. Mm. Anyway, a couple of things to wrap up before we uh, we head off. Welcome back to Leeds to the Leeds women who have been playing out of Leeds at Tadcaster for a few years. Underwater some of the time. That's, yeah. that's his, um, Frequently floods, Michael doesn't Phelps. it? It's on, it's yeah, on a floodplain. Flood two, two options, either grow gills or move to Garforth. And they've moved to Garforth, yeah. As they were, once were when it was Leeds ladies yeah. when, in, the break, in the breakaway from Leeds United for a bit in the Chilino era. It's pretty good ground. Tadcaster's also a good ground. Nothing wrong with them. Just a bit wet. Tadcaster. A bit wet, a bit far out of Leeds, but good luck to Tadcaster Albion because they're all right aren't they the Brewers yeah. women kicking off their season August the 20th against Stockport at home um, and then finally let's doff our cap to Pablo Hernandez who has retired at the age of I put 126 on the sheet yeah is that dog years just how old, just how old he is he brings a, a wisdom I can't accept that he's younger than me it's really weird look at him look at what he's done look at how much look at how much is in that mind of his there's no way he's younger than me I think it's, it's impossible. Same. It's the same for who is it? I, I can't remember how, how old Sunak, the Prime Minister. I think he's younger than me. Well, there's that, nothing in his head. That confuses let's be, me. Let's be clear. Don't don't you dare lump Sunak in with Pablo. No, I'm not. I'm just like there he is, is. How old is he? Trying to find out how old he is. Hang on, there's stuff about being in office. I don't care about. He's 43. He's younger than me. Ridiculous. You can't be younger than me and be the Prime Minister. I'm a fucking idiot. There's a, a famous tweet that went round that was um, comparing me in my mid 30s, thinking I'm in the Prime of life, think about what are all the exciting things I'm going to do with the with the rest of my uh, career. And then sports commentator. And here he comes onto the pitch, the oldest <laughs> man in the game. It's a miracle that he's still playing at the age of 35. And uh, it's always quite difficult to, yes, as you hit those years when everyone's like, you know, what's Adam Forshaw? He's like 32 and always had his injuries and stuff. People are, oh, I mean, just put, I, him, I put view, him down. I view Adam Forshaw as being older than me. In my in my, in my football he's a, mind, he's yeah. about the same age as me as Adam Forshaw, but he's not. He's like six, seven years younger, something like that. Yeah, but but to my mind, he could be my like my big brother or my my uncle or something like that. Mm. In my football mind, like you say, because everything's artificially skewed towards being under thirty, isn't it? Mm. Those young punks. But Pablo, anyway, good career. <laughs> well, Great done, career. well done and all that. <laughs> yeah, he was a good player, wasn't he? Yeah, I really liked Pablo Hernandez. We could almost. Yeah, it all came a bit too... He's the one, it's not a regret, because we did get promoted with him, but God, if only we'd had him, it'd all come together like five years earlier. Because he would still, even now, if we could somehow get like a 27-year-old Pablo Hernandez to play for Farkas team, because he loves a number 10, doesn't he? That's what we would we would want Pablo for to start again. Maybe just science... Sort it out. He's got a few children, hasn't he? Let us have Pablo Hernandez back, yeah. Get one of them. 
Ethan Amper do play when he was 15. The oldest, the oldest of the Pablo kids can't be far off that. I'm not surprised. I'm suggesting we just put him in the first team. Just making me think of what uh, Roger Zani might have done if young Sammy had been a couple of years older. God, yeah. He'd, like, have been, he'd definitely have been in pre-season training, wouldn't he? <laughs> that Neil Warnock story that's gone round about him giving the decorators some 20 minutes at the end of a pre-season <laughs> friendly. Is in in lieu it. of paying for him. So, yeah, I own this club, so you're going to... Marcelo, with the greatest respect I have for all your work, stick your kid on for 20 minutes. <laughs> Susanna get got a trial sorted for a waiter, didn't she, once? Yes, Mal- Susanna Mal- Bates. A Maltese waiter? Yeah, yeah, Ken Bates' wife had a, a Maltese waiter on trial, and don't forget that... Um, he was from Andrea... Malta, he wasn't carrying Maltesers. I've always made the mistake, I always thought that Andrea Law, our, who now our scouting department was called Andrea Law, but it's um, it's I-O-R-E. 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 Um, I've been making that mistake for years, so I'm sorry, um, Andrea, if you've you're been not. offended. But no, I am, you've got to try and get sure. his name right. I, he got, was I got that wrong too, but that's because I think because you always say it like that. Yeah, I've always seen it. I'd always assumed because I would read it in the Yorkshire Evening Post, and I assumed it was just a typo because <laughs> that's that's the thing. Um, but they, he was found by uh, Chilino's wife. Mm. He impressed her while selling furniture in Miami, and now still working for Leeds United. But apparently, he's doing a is a decent analyst. Maybe it's why most of our midfielders resemble old cupboards it's like he's he's been the one thing like if Victor Orta had taken a similar passive distant approach to Andrea Ratrizzani and let Andrea Irore just do what he would be doing we could have had some um, Elizabethan chairs just on the pitch mm. neither neither left back is an old an old wardrobe it was Amdi Fire resembled in a wardrobe wasn't it Mm. Yeah, I described him as a wardrobe being dumped in the middle of the, the centre circle. <laughs> right. About um, as mobile as. We will wrap it up there then for this week on the weekly update where we've had to catch up on things. Haven't we? Quite a lot's happened all in one go and nothing had happened before that. Mm. But we're here. Anyway, Michael, um, do you want to just take a final drink out of the mug just to remind everyone what beautiful... Oh, that was mm. a very authentic sip. That was it. There you go. I've checked. They are five pounds, by the way. Okay. Five so, pounds. It's an absolute bargain. Might as well get one. Yeah, I definitely. mean, for five pounds, you could buy a terrible mug, so you might as well get a good one. Yes, um, have a look for those on our website. Summer special is on there as well. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time. See you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 